0: I don't really sound like that, do I, baby? Uh
1: Lion robots, to Geek Salad episode one seventy seven, reboots are made for walking. <laughs> that's, that's what
0: we're gonna what do. do for the next two hours. We're gonna talk all about reboots.
1: <laughs> do 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 do, <laughs> do 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 do. Um. So anyway, yes, today we are talking all about fantasy reboots, stuff that we would want to see rebooted from our childhood. Um, in, the, in the spirit of stuff like uh, she which is now getting a second season on Netflix, yeah. and Voltron, and a whole bunch of other stuff. DuckTales. Yeah. So, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we want to go into, and we just, we want to kick in immediately with the social media feedback, because, oh God, there's a lot of it. We got yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. my goodness, there is so much stuff here. I'm actually going to start with one uh, that I got from Twitter, um... Joe Murphy, uh, at Mr. Anathema on Twitter, uh, said, it's just time for the Great American Hero, James, uh, Greatest American Hero. James Wood could play Bill Maxwell and the kid from Moonlight can play Ralph. Nice. That's actually a good one. I, I'm, so, yeah,
0: I, I'm, so, I'm... that's, that, that, was a good show. If it
1: weren't for the fact show. that James Woods is such an irredeemable piece of shit that yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> what else you guys got for social media stuff? Cause we got tons.
2: Now I got times two.
1: All right. Well, who wants to go for? You know what? I'll do another one here because I have it up already. Um, Mark Elliot brings up Soylent Green, in which case <laughs> I have to ask, which hammy uh, actor are you going to cast now to take the Heston role? <laughs> yeah, Soylent Green, because that's exactly what the society is being driven to anyway. Yes. We are devolving to eating people.
0: Chris, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth could be pretty funny in
1: that. He he could be pretty funny in that.
0: He's not traditionally hammy, but he could ham.
1: He, oh, he he Nathan, actually can. Nathan ham.
0: Fillion is just made of ham.
1: He is. Mm. He, he is. is. Yeah, he is. Um, then I've got Matt Jones who brings, and a lot of people brought this one up: Land of the Lost. Yeah. Because we're all rightfully ignoring the Will Farrell movie. Yes, we yes, are. Yes,
0: and the '90s reboot.
1: I forgot about the '90s reboot. Well, it's been it's been <laughs> twenty the, the years. So. The
0: were short and bumbling.
1: Oh, and but, they, like, but and they look cool. <clears throat>
0: no, they were short and bumbling. The original sleeve stacks were scary,
1: and they looked like dudes in rubber suits.
0: They were dude. They, they were uh, uh, Los Angeles, um, like UCLA basketball players. <laughs> that's what they. That's who they cast because they were really tall and really skinny.
1: <laughs> and Jonna brings up a really good one here. Um, I'm amazed that, given the Shira reboot, there wasn't one. He-Man, like um, you would mention here, they drop hints about He-Man mythos in season one of She-Ra, so it's not out of the question. Um,
2: yeah, I think they're just trying to get uh, She-Ra to kind of stand on her own first. Yeah. And then before they start. Is,
1: is that letting the boys come in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's tough, because they have tried rebooting He-Man and the Masters of the Universe so many times. Well, I
3: think, well isn't the movie being worked on right now? So I think the focus is probably going to be on the movie first. Yeah. Have uh, the a feature film before they do anything.
2: They got some writers, and I believe they have a director lined up as well. Yeah. And, they, and they actually, they just cast, well, I don't, did they cast or are they in talks? They're in, talk. they're in talks. They're in talks uh, with someone to, ca- to play He-Man.
1: Okay. Because I just live in, in terror every day that it's going to end up becoming a Space Marines movie. Because I actually heard like about five years ago, that was like, okay, we're doing Masters of the Universe, and I got two words for you. Space Marines.
2: Yeah, I think that was Mick G.
1: Okay. <laughs>
3: oh, okay. Yeah. So, what else, do you got? what else do we have for feedback here? Well, Mike, Mike, Mike's the one who had the, got the most feedback. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll uh, go through Mike's thread.
2: Uh, Colton Hunt brought up uh, Johnny Quest, if only to see how they would update Haji this time. <laughs> <laughs> they technically did
3: that with the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well... The Venture Brothers is more of a loving parody yeah, Yeah. satire of Johnny Quest, but I think a true, honest, true reboot of Johnny Quest would be interesting. Mm. And they can make Haji into the Pinder.
2: (laughs) Uh, Next, uh, Joseph Hicks. He wrote, Reboot needs a reboot for sure. Wow,
1: what a scumbag. What? He <laughs> liked Reboot. I don't know. I, don't, I
3: liked Reboot, I too. It, reboot. Was a good, it was a good show. I was making fun because it's Catherine's husband.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> to, to which I, I asked him if he's uh, not a fan of The Guardian Code, which was the uh, the reboot show on Netflix. It was? It like was? A, yeah, it was like an animation, a uh, live-action crossover. All right. Um, Keith Dombrowski wrote Dino Riders. God.
1: Oh, I barely remember Dino Riders. Um, I barely remember the toys that there was this was obviously based on.
2: It was actually post-apocalyptic, so it was kind of depressing, actually. Yes, the did they have
1: a toy line? Uh, yeah, yes. I rushed my case.
2: Uh, the state rests, Mike. Uh, then uh, Joe uh, Joe Hicks brought up another one, but I'm not going to mention it because it's on my list. Okay. And then... Uh,
3: Chris, Chris, Chris and I got into back and forth on this one. Oh Jesus! Yeah,
2: (laughs) Chris posted a few things that each
3: one. I kind of corrected him.
2: Yeah. First, he wrote uh, Force Five. All of them, especially Star Avengers, aka Getter Robo. Yep. uh, To which Joe pointed out that it was actually rebooted already. Then he. hmm?
3: Okay, so Chris mentioned Force Five. We all know what Force Five was—five different anime. Package as a, as a, as a series. And the ones he mentioned were like uh, Star Avenger, which is uh, Ghetto or Getter. it was actually Getter Dragon in, in Japan. But that series has been rebooted so many times it's in Japan. Like, there's like 10 different Ghetto Robo series. And the last, latest one was like in 2004. And the other one was mentioned, like Guy King, was another 4 or 5. That was rebooted back in 2006. It's called Legend of Daikyu Mario Guy King. It's actually excellent. If anybody is interested in watching it. And then he also uh, he's posted a GIF. And underneath it, it was... And this this uh, uh, gem, Star Blazers. So I'm like, well, the GIF he's posted is from the <laughs> reboot for Star Blazers. From Yamato 2199. <laughs> and I pointed that
1: out to him. And he's like, oh. Uh, you poor him. bastard, Chris.
2: Alright, and uh, then uh, Jonna uh, brings up... Inspector
1: Gadget... <laughs> you know what? I think that's due for a good animated up- update because those fucking movies are so bad. Mm.
3: Yeah. Plus, I mean... Yeah, not Matthew Broderick's best efforts. No. Mm. <sighs> this, but you know what? Lately, sadly,
1: there really haven't been a whole lot of Matthew Broderick's best efforts. <laughs> After the producers, yeah. it's just been one scene of, like, just that unaffected, oh no, voice that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I point you to the, li- the, the the Christmas story live. He needs a reboot. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Lisa Dunancourt-Cross brings up another one that I'm going to, again, again skip over because it's on, on my yep. list. Uh, Katie Hick actually brings up my uh, honorable mention, which is Darkwing Duck. Ah. And the reason it's not on my list is because I suspect that they're probably aiming for one. They've been dropping enough hints about Darkwing Duck in the DuckTales reboot.
1: Exactly, and that's the thing too is that the do- that Duck Tales reboot is so good. Yes, that I wouldn't be shocked if you get the Quack Pack back at some point. Hmm. Like you could still do well, uh,
2: um, not the Quack Pack show because that right. one was god awful.
1: Right. No, but like the just you know the Donald and Friends type of stuff. Yeah. Like that Disney Afternoon could conceivably come back as like the Disney Saturday Afternoon. I mean, so because they're weekly shows now, they're not—they're not, they're not yeah. doing the full like thirty-eight episodes a season. Yeah. Right. Amazing,
2: I mean, amazingly enough, in uh, Darkwing—yeah, sorry, in Ducktales season one, the reboot season mm-hmm. one, there's—they've already dropped hints about uh, Gummy Bears, a Tailspin, Goof Troop, and Darkwing Duck. Oh Jesus! Yeah, so they, either, they they're,
0: either they're working on it all, or they're just giving giving the parents a bone and something. yeah,
2: um, just run off names. <laughs> Anyway, um, next I've got Ender-Kens brings up Visionaries. Oh, God. With the power of holograms. Yeah. I actually had, had a few of those toys. Those, those holograms died out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, they did. They oh faded God. real fast. You know, I just remember those just being like, I, I wasn't, I had kind of been done with the toys and action figures at that point, yeah. but still, you go into a Toys R Us, it's like, why are these all on clearance? Didn't these just come out? <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, they it's like
1: It's cento- like uh, sectors. Insectors. Insectors, <laughs> yeah.
2: All the right characters you can a... ride upon are gloves. I,
1: did. I had
3: a couple of those.
1: They actually looked really cool.
4: <laughs>
2: and I got one more, and that's also from Joseph Hicks. Big budget reboot of The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Go, 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 go
1: follow that up with the other stuff that he mentioned about yeah. that. And then he says,
2: mm-hmm. meet to the Hollywood bigwigs. Come on, you fucks, do it! You made like six Sharknadoes and the Meg. Give me this.
0: <laughs> I I think that's legitimate. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> right. If you're gonna stick
0: us with a whole bunch of lousy Sharknado movies, you can give us the big budget Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. They
1: don't even need big budget. They just need Sci-Fi Channel budget, which that's
0: probably bigger budget than the original Attack of yes, the Yes, exactly. Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now that song will be stuck in everybody's head for the rest of the night. Thank you. Attack! No, the tomatoes, tomatoes. suck. <laughs> you absolute
0: ballads.
1: <laughs> oh, good lord! All right.
0: I'll Joe you said that. There's going to be tomatoes in our near future. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so, uh, is that all? All the social media feedback we have. That's what all I got. Uh, all right, wonderful. So, one of uh, the podcasts I just started listening to recently, um, Verbal Diorama. Uh, hosted by the very lovely and very British M. Um, <laughs> very to, British. Yes, we wanted to, she wanted to uh, get involved in this show, and obviously with the five-hour time difference and the fact that we are just really unorganized. Um, <laughs> no way. She thought it best to send an audio clip, which is uh, probably for the best. So um, here's M from Verbal Diorama giving her picks.
5: Hello Geek Salad, this is M from Verbal Diorama and I just want to say a big thanks for inviting me to get involved with this particular episode, uh, Shows From My Childhood We'd Like To See Rebooted. So yeah, I literally got asked um, probably about 12 or so hours ago to um, come on. Oh, that's my cat. Hello. Um, she wants to get involved as well. Um, so I want to talk about some shows from my childhood that i would love to see rebooted so honorable mentions so my first honorable mention would be jason the wild warriors because i always found it really interesting as a kid that they had this kind of really interesting premise with the whole sort of biotechnology and you know these plants that were like monsters who wanted to conquer the universe and but it was really just a story about this kid called Jace who was trying to find his father. And I don't know, I, I just thought it was really fun. And also, the theme song is belting. Like, you, I find with a lot of these kids' shows, especially from the 80s and 90s, the theme songs are so good. And, you know, you could just find yourself singing along. My second is a British show, because British, called Count Ducula. And you're probably thinking, Count duckula That sounds ridiculous. Well, let me tell you, it is pretty ridiculous. Uh, It was actually a spin-off from another famous British children's cartoon called Danger Mouse, uh, which is essentially a a send-up of James Bond. It's a mouse who's a spy. And Count Duckula was originally a villain on Danger Mouse. And then he got his own show and he kind of changed and he became like this really friendly protagonist. And he's a vampire... But he's vegetarian, so he's a vampire duck. And he's vegetarian because instead of being given blood when he was generated, he was given tomato ketchup. So <laughs> that's why he's uh, vegetarian. I would love to see Count Ducula. Um, they actually rebooted uh, Danger Mouse a few years ago, so you never know, we might see Count Ducula. It would be great. Um, but um, so that's my second honourable mention. My third is uh, another British show, which is very quirky and very fun, called Banana Man. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Banana Man. Uh, It kind of says everything you need to know. So a schoolboy called Eric lives in a normal street in a normal town, and whenever he eats a banana, he transforms into this large, muscular superhero called Banana Man uh, and fights crime. (laughs) So it's essentially a parody of the whole superhero genre they basically say that he has the muscles of 20 men and the brains of 20 muscles as in the seafood um i mean why would you not want to see more of that a reboot i think would be great because it's very fun and it just basically takes the piss and if you can't take the piss and enjoy life then you know what's what's it worth but <laughs> she you really like banana man she really likes banana man um so Really, the main one that I want to talk about is Captain Planet and the Planeteers, mainly because it feels more relevant now than ever. Um, you know, our planet is really suffering because of us. Um, there's plastic in our oceans. We our reliance on fossil fuels is causing mass pollution, and we as humans are killing species of animals left, right, and centre every day. And I don't care what certain leaders might say. Global warming is a serious thing. It's a problem. And if we don't make a change, everyone's going to suffer. So really, a show like Captain Planet and the Planeteers was revolutionary in the 90s. But it's even more important now. Captain Planet, uh, if anyone doesn't know, it took five kids from across the globe and each gave them a power. And together they could call on Captain Planet to help. As the song says, you know, he's our hero going to take pollution down to zero. So you had Kwame from Africa. You had Guy from Asia, Linka from Eastern Europe, Marty from South America and Wheeler from North America. And each had a magic ring from Gaia, the spirit of Earth. Um, The messages in that show were always quite poignant and and they sometimes were a little bit on the nose, um, but essentially Captain Planet always insisted that the power is yours. And I think that, again, is even more relevant now than it ever was. But it was a really fun show. It was always enjoyable and it was always informative. Um, and I think it would be a really good idea to get kids on board with saving the environment, you know, make it cool to care. The movie was talked about as recently as 2016, and it was uh, it's actually Leonardo DiCaprio's production company who were actually in talks to develop it. But like most reboots, it stalled. No, no one's ever heard of it. Um, and also, Captain Planet's a bit hot. And I kind of feel like if they made a film, like, they'd probably cast Tom Hiddleston or something like that. And, I mean, that would be perfect for me. I'd be more than happy with that. But I think it needs to be in cartoon format, you know, just so that the women of the world just don't go crazy for Captain Planet. Um, Also, the theme song's really great. So there are mine and my cat's suggestions for the show we'd like to see rebooted. I think she prefers Banana Man, though. Um, Thanks for letting me on the show. Bye!
1: All right, well, Joe Joe already mentioned that she uh, she already classed up this joint about tenfold.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: I actually used to watch Danger Mouse all the time. Yeah, I, I love, love
1: Danger, Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse is so good.
0: Oh, Penfold, who was second runner-up in the Penfold lookalike contest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. And, just,
0: and, 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 and the, the evil, oh, what was his name, Greenback, something Greenback. Yeah, oh,
2: okay. abor- uh or a screen back i think
0: yeah something like that
1: i really want to know more about what her cat thinks of banana uh, boy though <laughs> yeah <that laughs> was, banana man banana man on me man. Yeah. yeah that 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 does sound like a very very british it does oh, sound no, incredibly british it's only because if it was done here it'd be banana man and that sounds stupid <laughs> but um yeah no it's just it's just funny am yeah, when you bring up uh captain planet I mean, I, that was kind of like a little past my time, so yeah. to me it was just big blue dude with mullet. But, um, there, there were two current I don't want to call them reboots, because it's not fair to call them reboots, just like pokes yeah. at Captain Planet. There's the robot chicken one where Ted Turner <laughs> becomes <laughs> Captain Planet, and he's just like staring into a mirror like, putting <laughs> the putting makeup, makeup on Captain Planet! <laughs> Recycle, or I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> And then, um, and then the the college humor Don Cheadle. Oh and, no, it's actually Funny or Die.
2: Uh, yeah, funny or, yeah. Die. Don, yeah. funny
1: or Die. Don Cheadle playing um, yeah, you Captain Black Brandon. man with so, a
3: green shock of green hair. Yeah, <laughs> and he just wig.
1: kept like pulsing his his crotch towards things and destroying everything.
3: It was so wrong. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, it was funny. It
1: Awesome. Was so, so wrong, but so funny. He's my pick for uh, who should play Captain Planet in the live action. But, Em, um, thank you so much. If you want to listen to her show, by the way, I'll drop the plug now. Uh, she is also available pretty much where we're available. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, check her out on Twitter, at Verbal Diorama. She's got a great show, great point of view. She just did her Roger Rabbit episode, which was uh, quite good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she just covered Dread. Which was, it was interesting to say the least, because we had talked about Dread about a year and a half ago on our 150 episode as a, as a runner-up. And one of those superhero movies that people wanted, the, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this, and then they didn't go see it. Yep. Kind of like Punisher Warzone. Sad. Fucking nerds. I think, I
3: think
0: Dread was great.
3: Dread oh, was oh, amazing! The car- the and and Dread was
0: fucking amazing. And but... you have Lena Headey as the lead bad guy. Right,
3: exactly. But again, it's one of those things. The nerd culture Here. wants something and
0: then... They yeah, I'm they good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm
1: good. How dare Captain Marvel say that you didn't have her. Yeah. Well, if Tony Stark said it, you'd be all, you'd, you'd be all like, Yeah, you're badass! <laughs> God, I hate nerd culture now. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. Anyway, thank you again, um. We yes, do appreciate you. it. Yes, I, we look forward to some of our uh, collaborations this summer. Uh, we have a couple last slated, so they will be fun. And,
2: and it was Baron Silas Greenback.
0: There you go, yes.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Thank you. All
1: right, so we all picked about five here. I don't know. I know for me at least one of these was a joke, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not... I'm um, not yeah. So uh, I, I guess I'll get started because I'm first on the list here because I wrote the timeline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we definitely, it's its time now for a, a reboot of 1984's Saturday morning classic Turbo Teen. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the joke one, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, actually, it's the one on the end. Oh, um, no, it's, it's about a boy who, when he gets wet, he turns into a car. A bitchin' Camaro. It was a stormy night when a bolt of lightning forced me off the road. My car skidded into a government laboratory where a top-secret experiment was underway. I swerved into the path of Dr. Chase's molecular transfer ray, causing me and my car to become one.
4: The incredible Turbo
3: Team! Oh my oh, God! this the eighties. Oh my God! Oh, that, it's one that, of that those...
0: transformation scene is was creepy. I don't, oh, it, yeah, it was I don't creepy. I, realized, I don't think I watched that show much, but it, it was like,
1: like one of those one of those things. was a half hour episode, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like broken up into two fifteen minute <laughs> interstitials. <laughs> yeah, and about ninety percent of the animation was uh, recycled. Probably it didn't. It didn't go a full season. Yeah. I think it got trounced by Muppet Babies, (laughs) released the same year, so... Properly so. Properly so, as is Justin Wright in a Justin Wright world.
0: Yeah,
2: because Muppet
1: Babies was awesome.
2: Right. Muppet Babies was a great show, yeah. Right.
1: This was back in an age before we had uh, Cadbury Egg Mayonnaise. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Stop.
0: Apparently, it's you know we've just, just
1: brought this on ourselves, right? just
0: the. Cr- I, I heard about this again. Like I'd seen it before. Yeah, I heard about it again this morning. Apparently, in addition to the cream center, it also has chocolate chunks
1: in the mayonnaise. All right,
0: but Ugh. it's but the thing is that it's it's only available in the UK. So they've got yeah. the good British Cadbury chocolate, not the shit that we get over here.
1: Well, aren't you lucky, Em? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be shouting back to her all night, aren't we? Um,
0: <laughs> you spread it on your banana. Your banana. Your
1: banana man. Your banana man. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's just.
0: Oh God. It's like I don't want to talk about turpentine. I
1: want to talk about this awful mayonnaise. Fuck off can't... with your mayonnaise, okay? <laughs> are you Jesus. Nervous? Are you not a mayonnaise guy, Joe?
3: I am, but fuck that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: All right. Real quick before we before we have to move on, what what are your feelings on Miracle Whip?
3: Oh, I love Miracle Whip. I'm a Miracle Whip fan. I don't
1: think I've ever eaten Miracle Whip because I think it's goblin jizz, but other than... (laughs) What do you think mayonnaise is, okay? Jesus Christ, Okay, It's like egg and stuff. I know, but... (laughs) It's emulsified egg. Thanks for not taking the joke bait. All right. Mike! (laughs) Yes? Go, because I just made a joke. Go ahead.
2: Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start off with Captain and the Game
3: Master.
1: Captain and the Game Master. Tell us what Captain and the Game Master, the original version, was.
3: He was you said the Game Master. The Game Master. What? It
1: was the early 90s, and we still weren't being on that PC.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Video Land. Wake
4: up, Kid
2: Icarus. Welcome to
4: Castle Think <laughs> <laughs> It's Clungle <Kongo> Land!
2: <laughs> my we will catch you, little princess! <laughs> princess, the palace is under siege! Behold! The
1: ultimate warp zone! It was I've l- accessorized my power glove.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was the story it's of uh, of Kevin, the uh, boy and a guy in the real in Real world, who along with his dog gets sucked into his video game, into the video game world, where he becomes Captain N, the Game Master, and he has to fight against the forces of evil led by Mother Brain, um, the Eggplant Wizard, and King Hippo, from uh, M- Metroid, uh, Kid Icarus, and uh, punch, uh, out. punch Out. Yes,
1: I find it interesting that the e- the easiest guy to beat. In Punch Out oh, yeah. is one of the big bads. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: And he was aided by uh, the video game princess, who I can't remember her name was, what her name was. Uh, Simon Belmont, who was kind of an arrogant prick. Uh, Mega Man who sounded like he smoked twenty packs a day. Yeah. Oh, and Kid Icarus, who really didn't do
1: anything. Just like his games.
4: Yeah.
1: Um I mean, that was Mega Man like needlessly difficult, like <laughs> spitefully so. <laughs>
2: But I just think if you do it now, you can uh, use like, you could actually use modern game references and it could actually look really cool. You could kind of like really ep- make it a scope of much more epic. You could. I mean, or imagine being y- in video game worlds and, you know, seeing, I mean, like three dimensional, seeing them, you know, as if you were walking through the entire level. That'd be pretty cool. Come on. I still think that part of its
1: charm is the fact that none of those characters looked anything like their video game doppelgangers. No.
2: No, not really.
1: Exactly. Power glove.
2: Come on. <laughs> and, um... Fuck
1: off with that shit. Put that thing away.
2: And Mother Brain had this really weird
1: face on her. Oh, yeah. You know, she reminded me of... I don't know if you guys have ever seen the um, Raggedy Ann and Andy movie. No. no. I mean, there's a... There's such a thing? If, if Catherine hasn't seen it, you're looking at me like you haven't seen it.
0: Is this like?
1: This is the one from the like the late seventies with no. like the big Carmel creature thing. No. All right. It's
0: like, an, like I was I was trying to see was like wasn't there some Saturday Night Live stuff with Raggedy Ann
1: and Andy? No, and no, no. This no, was like just, an actual. I just
0: had I just had hand homemade Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls.
1: Oh, okay. Back
0: in the seventies, there was so a that. there was
1: a movie. It was an animated movie. It's just like it's like animation deep track. You can't find it anywhere. And it's actually a pretty decently animated movie, but there was this character that was like a sticky candy creature that reminded me a lot of uh, Mother Brain. Yeah.
2: Mother Brain also sounded like a female version of um, Audrey 2. Okay. The plant from... Uh, I always Little thought Troubles. she sounded
1: like a drag queen, but that's that's beside the point. But
2: well, Maybe a drag queen version of Audrey, Audrey 2. Okay. Anyway. All right. But, yeah. All right. Catherine.
0: Um, the first one I'm going to kick off is a cartoon that I liked, um, Kid Video, oh god. which was about like this, this band that gets together and then they get blasted into a cartoon world on the flip side.
3: Oh, and, oh my God! I remember this now. Oh,
0: yeah. we look like cartoons. Welcome to the flip side, and they're yep. facing down Master Blaster, and they—you know—cousin they, Oliver
1: from the Brady Bunch is one of the members. <laughs> yeah, and
0: they have, they have all kinds of—you know—they have all kinds of adventures on the flip side, and it's all like musically related. And there's always a live video, you know, movie song segment, mm-hmm. and they have like all kinds of music. This was when I learned about woofers and tweeters because these were creatures in the forest, <laughs> and I was like. My mother thought I was hilarious. I'm like, why? So my mother goes and points to her speakers and explains, woofers and tweeters, <laughs> how- and it was just, just goofy fun.
1: Yeah. How would you re? How would you uh, reboot this one?
0: Just do it. <laughs> just have. Just get another struggling band. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, OK Go wouldn't really work because it's all male. You yeah. Know, you need some gender. Just. Dis- diversity, but, you know, something... Some right. kind of some kind of manufactured ban and a little bit of silliness and adventures in the cartoon world.
1: Okay. What is with this era of, of uh, cartoons where everyone's getting sucked into things?
0: Well, I was... You know, the, the, the one that I wouldn't go into is the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. Oh, God! I don't think that needs to be rebooted because of, you know, nerd culture at this point. Yeah. Right.
1: Oh, God. I can't imagine the toxicity that would be around a Dungeons & Dragons
3: cartoon. Mm. Oh my god. Well, considering how diverse the original Dungeons and Dragons cartoon was.
0: Yeah, they had a a, uh, a young white boy, an older white boy, a black girl, a redhead, and then macho white boy. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty
3: diverse from the mid 80s. Okay, we're talking mid 80s. 1983
1: here, it was a diverse time if you were the token black guy. <laughs> exactly.
3: Take it from the token Puerto Rican guy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. But it was a token black girl.
3: Oh, okay. So we got the double yeah. two d- anniversary d- Two there. Democrats get one in yeah, one person. And might, she may be a lesbian. We don't know. <laughs>
2: we
0: got two girls, uh, two guys, and then like somebody's kid brother.
2: And don't forget the uh, unicorn that sounded like a, a lamb. Oh, yeah. uni. The unicorn. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. But
0: All right. Yeah, that's, that's not what I'm voting for. I am voting for <laughs> kid video.
1: Okay, excellent. Excellent. All right, my, Joe, your turn.
3: Okay, my first pick is... A fairly obscure cartoon. I think it only ran for like half of these, like maybe six, seven episodes, on ABC on Saturday mornings. And it's actually a takeoff of a Japanese anime called God Mars, but here it was called My- The Mighty, Mighty Orbots.
1: Okay. Go, Mighty
3: Orbots! And it's basically like it came out around the time that Voltron was really becoming popular. So it was like one of those com- you know combination robot shows where you had six separate robots or f- five separate robots that combined into one and go out and save, save the monster, you know, fight the monster of the week. But when it came out, the animation on it for a Saturday morning cartoon show for an anime fan like me was like out of this world because it was high quality animation. And it was made by the same company, you know, by the same animation studio that did God Mars in, ja- in Japan. Hmm. So it wasn't like just an import, right? No, it wasn't an import. The, the, the it was the same concept as God Mars in that it's you know you got six separate, ro- uh, five separate robots that combine into into a giant one. But in this one, each robot had its own personality, was its own sentient being, you know. And the the main character, the the pilot of the, the giant who would be the giant robot. He was like he had a secret identity. He was supposed to be a superhero. Nobody knew who he was. He was like this dashing, you know, the dashing blonde, blue-eyed superhero. But in his normal life, he's just like a geeky scientist (laughs) who has this, like, who has these, like, five robots who just hang around with him all the time. Of course, you know. It was. I mean, it was pretty. I thought it was pretty cool, and I'd like to see that rebooted. How would you reboot it, though? What would you change? Considering giving the, the advances in animation. And a good example of this is the um, is the uh, the well it's called Star Blazers here, but Space Battleship Yamato originally came out in 1973. They rebooted it back in 2012 as Space Battleship Yamato 2199, and it just used all modern modern uh, animation techniques, you know, like cell shaded um, CGI. They updated, but the biggest thing that they did is they updated the story. And they made the story a lot. There's a lot more in depth. There's a lot more depth to the story. A lot more meaning to it. And you can do that with Mighty Orbots. Make it more than just a kids show, a kiddie show. You know, using modern animation techniques and modern storytelling techniques that appeals to both kids and adults.
2: So kind of like uh, kind of like uh, what they did with Voltron.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the same same hmm. sort of thing.
2: All right.
1: Cool. All right. sum up next. All right. So the next one. Now, this was um, a property I remember being pre-Star Wars. So, when I was asked, what did you do before Star Wars came around? It was Micronauts.
2: The noble Micronauts, heroic beings from the microverse, scale
3: an Earth mountain in pursuit of glory. The path is long and treacherous. However...
2: Shut up, Farroid. It's getting old. Fatigue sets in, turning the Micronaut called Eddie into a total ballsack. Shut it!
1: I remember it as a comic
4: book. Yeah,
1: see, I remember it as a comic book. I it was a, a it was a Marvel comic book. It's part yeah. of the Microverse, which is still part of the MCU now.
3: Yep. The, the mi- Quantum Realm. <laughs>
1: Ooh. We're not talking about it right now. <laughs> Three, you have <laughs> no, two we, weeks. We can't talk about it till post April twenty sixth. Yep. So the um, the Micronauts was an interesting one because this was more of a toy line that never had a cartoon.
3: Yeah.
1: But you had like these. You had, like, these characters that are, like, part man, part robot, and they would just... Transparent. Ro- trans- trans- transparent oh, they were all transparent, yes. They, um... And they would just get into space battles. And there's there's so many cool things. And uh, the toys I love, because a lot of the, like, the larger toys uh, had, like, magnetic joints on them,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, and I remember there's one... Uh, character it was like a, a, a robot named biotron and you could actually stick one of the characters in his chest to make him control the thing Cool. and it was really cool so I mean I would reboot this just by making a cartoon of this but like a super high detailed like one of those really good Disney uh, like um, freeform yeah cartoons yeah. with with even the animation of um, uh, Star Wars resistance.
3: Star Wars Resistance or the animation from, like, Clone Wars or, uh, I would
1: probably do Resistance for this one. I just think it might fill it, you know, fit a bit better with the cell shading and... Yeah. Yeah.
3: So... I will say, you remember when Robot Chicken did, like, uh... Micronauts skits? Yeah. <laughs> Climbing up the girl's boob? Yeah. it's it a mountain? <laughs> Sorry, Gavin.
0: <laughs> I'm... I'm flashing to a much more pure place of, uh... <laughs> Grover goes for a walk on you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's a it's it's a it was from a, a record and it's actually kind of like a meditation where you just like, <laughs> just imagine the peace and calm like you start it washes up from your toes and go that way except you know Grover's going for an exploratory walk and he skips from like your knee he like gets tired so you pick him up and put him on your chin. <laughs> We're just gonna mix the skip the middle part there. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Grover doesn't want to walk on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> nope so much
3: more meditative yep alright
2: All Mike right. yes um, actually, go before I before I go into my next one I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, Nerds United's one uh, podcast they uh, actually did this topic for their last episode and I was on there yep and a couple of the ones I'm spring up here did show up on there but I've also got a lot of new ones
1: gotcha and you can listen to Nerds United on YouTube right yes, yes you can. excellent
2: so. Uh, my next one is the only live-action one I've got. It uh, was a show that ran for, I think, two seasons. It was a Saturday morning live-action show called Erie, Indiana.
3: My name is Marshall Teller. I knew my new hometown was going to be different from where I grew up
0: in New Jersey. But this is ridiculous. Nobody believes me. But Erie, Indiana is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. <laughs> Item.
3: Elvis lives on my paper route.
4: Thank you, little paper book.
3: have. Item. Bigfoot leaks out of my
4: trash, item. Even man's best friend is weird. Still, don't believe me? You will.
3: Sounds I familiar. It. I remember it. Yeah, it, 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 it was that. It had the the short, tubby kid and the tall kid. Uh, no, neither one was really tubby. But what was it? I'm thinking of another show.
2: Not a Nickelodeon. This oh, it wasn't Nickelodeon. Either. It was it a was ginger, a, kind of short, chubby. Yeah, no, no, It was, it was, it was ginger, but um, it's it was um, it's uh, it's set in a town called Erie, Indiana, obviously, and basically uh, you get this new, this kid um, he moves in, his name is uh, Marshall, yeah, and he basically realizes that the town is the center of weirdness for all of the United States or possibly all of the world. Would mm-hmm. you
0: say it was eerie?
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know what it sounds
3: like? You know what it sounds like? Yeah. Gravity Falls.
0: No, it, it, very,
2: very similar to that, actually. Um, so, I mean, each, each episode just kind of has him dealing with him and his uh, best friend Simon trying to find out well, what's going on, like, what new weird thing are they uh, encountering. Monster of the week. Yeah, kind of. Um, you know, most of them were pretty... It's still kid's show, so most of them were fu- pretty, you know, just you know, goofy and whatever. Right. But there were a couple of pretty chilling ones. Like, there is one where uh, one of their schoolmates could th- get these huge new uh, brace, uh, braces. And he finds out that he can actually hear what dogs are uh, saying. <laughs> <laughs> but the dogs are, like... They, it starts taking a turn for the worse when the dogs realize that the, that the kid can hear them. Oh, no. And it kind of ends with the dogs chasing the kid off, and they never hear from the kid again. And but one of the dogs brings the kid's brace uh, braces to them the next morning, <laughs> all mangled up. Oh. oh man! Yeah. So it it that got a, it got kind of freaky, that's but free, yeah. Um. But it was very much a Monster of the Week thing, and yep. I think if they if they like found like just like one one overarching kind of. They
1: have Bit one story. Or, like, kind of like how the X Files would do, like there was this one over encompassing story and every once in a while they take a break for the Monster of the Week yeah. or the comedy episode or something. Yeah, like
2: you know, every maybe every episode or every couple episodes they'd have like a link to it somewhere somehow. Yep. I think if you did that in like maybe with shorter seasons, I think it could be be pretty cool. I mean, still keep some of that edgy, like possibly scary parts.
1: Yeah. I think you could do yeah. it pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Catherine, you're up.
2: Oh
4: man!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got caught red-handed.
0: Well, I'm not used to us it, doing a figure-eight shape around the room. <laughs> it's going down the All list? Right. <laughs> um, my next up on my list is Herculoids.
5: Somewhere out in space live the
4: Herculoids.
1: Zuck, <laughs> the laser ray dragon. Igul, the giant rocky. Tundro the Tremendous bloop and bleat the Formless Fearless Wonders with Xandor their leader and his wife Tara
4: and son
0: Dorno oh,
1: oh, my. God.
0: I want to see the Hercules I want to see a live action reboot of the Hercules because you could do that now
3: you can do yes. uh, well, that yeah. yeah that's going to be that's going to be that's for my next pick is going to be a live action uh, I don't know.
0: Like, See, it was originally, obviously it was originally a Hannah Bear cartoon, but I think you could do a live-action Hercules. You could.
2: Seeing Gleep and Gloop in uh, live-action would be kind of weird, though. <laughs> oh, it'd yeah. be awesome!
0: that would be great! No, no, it'd,
2: it'd be cool, but it'd be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: well, that's the reason why it has to be the Herculoids, because Gloop and Gloop are over here, as opposed to, like, a full-on Barbara Papas reboot. No, would, no, it no. Just, would it just be all Gloop and Gleep all the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. God, can you, you
1: imagine with like, space like, a by Space Ghost? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, Gloop and Gleep, or you know, Barba Papa being like rendered <laughs> in like photorealistic CG. Oh God.
4: Oh.
2: Oh. Uh, oh. Can you imagine what was the name of that? Uh, the flying dragon thing.
0: I can't remember. Yeah, the one that but, shot lasers out of its mouth and tail.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was, would be so cool to see now. Yeah, it's
0: really funny that we only remember the names of Gloop and Gleep. Well, but can you name any other character on the show? Like, you know, there's the, giant, barely, the yeah. giant rock gorilla, the flying dragon that shoots lasers, there's the man, the, the, woman, the, and their the kid, rhino, the rhino the that rhino shoots The rhino with the blasters. With, yeah, yeah. out of its horn. But you don't remember their names. Right. Like, you only remember Gloop and Gleep.
2: Because they're Gloop and Gleep.
0: <laughs> and they look <laughs> like
2: shmooze.
1: You remember remember Shmoo?
4: Yeah.
1: It looked like Shmoo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I think you could do it photorealistically. It's kind of like the added pose, only more so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and see, so, if uh, as a Doctor Who fan, I get that.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. I just remember that being like before the real the real good Saturday morning cartoons would come on.
0: Well,
1: you I, get like that half hour Hanna Barbera thing where it might be the,
4: the Hercules. was
3: the Barbarian that had the lightsaber.
0: Well, that's Thunder and the Barbarian. later on my list.
3: <laughs> I got the names: Xandor right. and
2: Tara, yep. and their son Dorno. <laughs> yep. And then the creatures were Zok, the flying dragon, space dragon. Yep. Igu, the rock ape. Yep. Tundro, the, uh, the the rhino. Rhino, and then Gloop and Gleep. Yep. But none of them were named Herculoid.
0: No, because that was That was the team name. Yes,
1: hmm. the Herculoids. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> I think a live-action version would be hilarious. Yeah, it that really would be. Would be. be yeah, that it, would be, it
0: would be
2: pretty badass, though.
1: It depends. I mean, because it would be... Really, the audience for that would be us.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. How is you like,
1: over, are you kids, born kids in the 70s like, and over
0: 40 years old?
4: Just,
1: kids, but,
0: kids, but kids these days could really get into that. Like, you know, even, you know, the, the woman, like... She rode around on the back of one of the creatures. I yeah. think it was the dragon. And, like, she's got this slingshot and it shoots, like, explosive rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't just like she was like, eh, no. They were like, Pfft.
2: But just imagine, Herculoids looking like Game of Thrones. Ooh, ooh, okay. okay. Huh? See? Those See dragons, that? you know, instead of the dragon, you have Zoc. Yep.
3: <laughs> oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Joe, you're up. My next one is... It's, it's an animated show that I would love to see as a reboot, a live-action reboot, and it's the Galaxy Rangers. Oh, God. In 2086, two peaceful aliens journeyed to Earth, seeking our help. In return, they gave us the plans for our first hyperdrive, allowing mankind to open the doors to the stars.
2: We have assembled a team of unique
3: individuals to protect Earth and our allies. Courageous pioneers committed to the highest ideals of justice and dedicated to preserving law and order across the new frontier. These are the Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers.
1: that That's not the one with... No, no. I was trying, is that the one with, like, the space cowboys? No. Yes. Oh, oh God. The cyborg,
3: the cyborg space cowboys. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> That, that was that the the the, the lead was uh, voiced by Jerry Orbach. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but no, I mean Space Rikers.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but I mean when it came out back like oh eighty I want to say 85, eighty five eighty eighty four eighty five mid eighties Yep. a little bit big blur for me. <laughs> um, it was wicked ahead of its time in terms of the quality of the animation it was one of the first uh like mainstream syndicated daily cartoons that integrated uh cgi into its uh uh-huh. into its uh, format and it had a fairly pretty good story i mean it was a typical monster of the week and everything but i mean it ran for six se- it ran for three seasons I think had like almost a hundred episodes. Wow! And I think a modern live action reboot would probably be along the same spirit as kind of Firefly, space cow, you know, space yeah. cowboys, yeah. but instead of you know being like the roguish, it'd be like just you know western sheriff. Yeah. You know. It'd be, yeah. And really, there aren't any good like there hasn't really been a good western TV show in a long, long time. No. You know, and if you could do something like that with a modern sci-fi twist, I think it would go very, very well. Yeah, yeah. And with you know, with modern TV CGI technology, you could really pull off the sci-fi. Absolutely,
1: mm. absolutely. That's an interesting one. Again, this this is just
3: just out of my um
1: yeah my my, mm-hmm. my time of age. All right, next up on my list, we move from uh, my last pick, Micronauts, to Rom Space Knight.
2: Rom, Space Knight, a warrior made of solid metal. He's beaten the galaxy's toughest villains, but now faces a foe in every way his equal, Jim, the guy with a giant magnet.
0: Come here. No. Come on. Nuh-uh. Chicken. You are. Rom, space chicken. Mature. Yeah, your mom was mature last night. What? Did her. I'll teach you. <laughs> teach this. <laughs> Where's your gun now? I didn't need it anyway.
2: Oh, oh Rom it's on my magnet. You suck.
1: Um, Another one of those, like, it was based on a toy. This mm-hmm. is, now... This is a Hasbro toy that Mike you said is part of might be part of that Hasbro extended yeah, they That's the guy
0: that wrote <clears throat> the script for Ready Player One working on the script oh, good for God. this movie.
1: Okay. Um Rom is an interesting character, and again, it's like comic books. That's really where I know Rom from the comic books. But the comic books were super badass because not only was Rom just, he was just a big friggin' robot with a gun, um, The Dire Wraiths are one of the best villains, like, one of the best, like, intergalactic villains that, like, the X-Men ever faced and Rom ever faced. Because they're just, they're terrifying. Yeah. They're just like the brood. They, 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 essentially, they have these little things that they'll, like, just shoot it into your, um, your forehead and then just steal your essence and your image. And just, you just crumble into a pile of dust. Mm. So it's just, it's just creepy. I mean, they're all ripoffs of Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rama just be really cool because he just he looks cool. Um, again, this could be animated. I wouldn't mind seeing this as a um, as this another would make one
3: it of for those. a CGI, for a CGI animated.
1: The, mm. I th- he would have to be CG. He would absolutely have to be CG. But you you know you you give him that team of like all those those like D list superheroes mm. that he fought with um, in kind of the waning days of his comic book. You give him like Brock Jones torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, put a couple of Nova Corps in there. Put Nova in there. Like, put the actual oh, Nova yeah. in
2: there. Actually, that, that that would be a problem, though, because the uh, ROM character is owned by Hasbro. The ROM comics are owned right. by Marvel. Yeah. Right. And so you can't... And they they don't get along with that. So you couldn't use Dire Wraiths as a villain because the Dire Wraiths are owned by Marvel.
1: Yeah, and it's that's a, that's a tough one. I yeah. mean, in a perfect world when everyone gets along, this would be yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. And... Hoping at one point, I, I, just, I honestly, really, this is just a plea for me to get uh, Rom on the Marvel Unlimited app. He's yeah. not in there yet, and he really should be. I really want to read Rom comic books.
2: Again, again that that's why, because Hasbro was a character, and so they won't let Marvel publish the comics. God damn it. Yeah. Jesus,
3: Hasbro.
1: Fuck off, Hasbro. Well, no, well,
3: Hasbro has... He been, made one good well, Transformers no, movie. Well, no, one! No, no, you know what it is? I think it's because Hasbro has a contract with IDW. Yeah, yeah, for Transformers and GI Joe, and they're so. all being released through um, Paramount. Yeah, no, but I mean, as far as the comic books, IDW publishes Hasbro Comics.
2: Yeah, so there's just like a giant, gigantic whole legal mix-up going on and around with Rom. Rom God. just he he just sits in this gray area.
5: It's exactly.
2: Who wants Rom? It's like Man Thing.
1: Yeah. Universal owns Man Thing, and nobody gives yeah. a fuck about <laughs> Man Thing. <Man-thing. laughs> Alright, Mike, you're up. That's one thing. It's man thing. It's man thing, yes.
2: Next I'm gonna go with the only anime on my uh, on my list, Ranma one half. Okay.
3: Meet Ranma Sanatomi of the Anything Goes School of Martial Arts.
1: Go! And here's Akane of the Tendo training hall. What are you doing? The two have been engaged to marry by their loving parents.
0: I didn't ask for this. Who asked
1: you? As for the cause of poor Ranma's suffering. When Rama is splashed with cold water, he becomes a she. I,
3: I, I agree with you. Yes. I, I actually
0: would. thought Rama one half was quite funny. Yeah. Ramma, it, is, it is
3: hilarious. And I, I think
2: you could either do this with someone animated or live action. I think it could I oh, be.
3: You I think you could pull off a live uh, action. Uh, I, 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 I think,
0: I think, I think the, the comedy and the preposterousness would lose something.
1: Here's you the thing with it, too. and this is coming from the guy who doesn't watch anime. I might have watched a half an episode of Ranma 1 Half. It works better as an anime. Yeah. Just the, the hijinks, the reactions, that is pure, yes. wide-eyed, yeah. closed close smile True. An, anime. Well,
2: for anyone listening to this that, that doesn't know what Ranma 1 Half is, sit back. This is kind of a weird one. <laughs> 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 um Ranma is basically... He's this martial artist. He and his father go training in China. And they decide to train in this land of of, uh, cursed springs. And each one falls into a different spring. Ranma falls into the Spring of Drowned Girl. And his father falls into the Spring of Drowned Panda. So now whenever Ranma gets splashed with cold water, he turns into a she. Whenever his father tins, gets supplied for cold water, he turns into a giant panda. Is
0: it a father or an uncle?
2: Father. I thought it was
0: his uncle, but it okay. nah. Depends on the dubbing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: And um, and along the way, as the series goes along, you meet a whole bunch of other people that have fallen in different springs. One uh, uh, fell into spring of drowned cat. There's a spring of drowned uh, pig. There's a spring of drowned... Oh, wow. Um, a spring of drowned monkey ca- riding in... Ox king, an eel and a squid, I think. It, it's it was it's, it's a, weird. It gets weird. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Uh, yeah. And also, Ranma has like he, he has uh, fiancés that just popped up out of the, all over the place. So, when do the noodles come in?
1: I'm sorry, that's ramen. Sorry, yeah. go
2: continue. <laughs> but um, see, this was made by uh, a, a, a manga artist named uh, Rumiko Takahashi, and she. She was great at making characters, but if you watch the series of Ron 1.5, Half, it was basically just story arc followed by story arc followed by story arc. There's very little connection between them all, uh, and it was basically just episodic. Very episodic, yeah. Um, but I think if you know, if you could like go the vo- like, kind of like the Voltron route, route where yeah. you actually have an overarching story arc and just uh, completely. Completely change the change the storylines around. Just take the characters, take their like the backstory, but then actually have a have a fine flowing storyline. I think you could do something really interesting. Um, again, I would not mind seeing this either live action or animated because I think you could. I think you could do it live action. I could think that it could work. But if you want to do it animated, I would not have an issue with that. I just this one this like. I consider this my third anime series Mm -hmm. that I ever got into. And it's still one of my favorites of all time. And I really would like to have it have a really compelling reboot of it. Okay. Fair enough. Hmm. All right, uh, Catherine. All
0: right. The next one on my list is The Snorks. (laughs) (laughs) Come along with The Snorks. Play along with the Snorks So much to see, waiting for you and me
4: Have some fun with the Snorks Play along with the Snorks Sing along with the Snorks Happy
0: we'll be living under the sea Come along with the Snorks Because the Smurfs keep getting movies and frankly the Snorks was a better show I
3: would not disagree, actually. I, I see no lie in that. I really don't. <laughs> I like the Snorks a lot more.
0: Yeah, the Snorks, was, it was such a better show. Like, when I first saw oh, the they were was better like, than
3: Monchichi, that's for sure. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> Monchichi, Monchichi. Oh, um, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> you stop. You brought them up. You made that stuck in my head, so I'm sharing. Yeah. Touché. But, yeah, the Snorks was just a better show. And I, I remember seeing it and going, oh, it's a knockoff of the Smurfs. And I kept watching it, and I'm like, this is way better than the Smurfs.
2: Mm. <laughs> what, oh, um, for one, you had multiple uh, female characters.
0: You had multiple female characters. You didn't have, oh, here is an evil Smurf. She has long, straight, dark hair. We will cast a spell on her and turn her into a good Smurf with long, blonde curly hair.
2: Because blonde, blondes are good and brunettes yeah. are evil, right?
0: Yeah, and the curly hair also. Yeah,
1: as Tina Fey wrote, it's like Tangled, the movie where the uh, the girl with the magical blonde hair cuts it and it turns brown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but she gets to be who she truly is that way, mm-hmm. as opposed to the fake. Blonde. All right,
1: so what would you do with the Snorks? Would this be like another one of those like weird like CG live action hybrids like the Smurfs? Or-
0: no, no, no. It, it, it was all underwater, and better than SpongeBob. So. <laughs> Like, yeah, you you are all wrong. It should you know no more SpongeBob, no more Smurfs, Snorks all the yes.
1: way. Okay, but again, I like
0: their theme song too. Snork
1: yeah. along
0: with the uh, Snorks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was better than the Smurfs theme song, da, da, I think. Da,
0: da, 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 Snorks. Well, the
1: interesting <laughs> thing is too is that they didn't have like a human villain that was yeah. like his end game was so. Oddly undefined. Yeah. He yeah, either wanted to eat them <laughs> or turn point. them into gold. It was <laughs> The Snorks did not have that. The no, Snorks not... actually had like had a civiliz they actually had a civilization. It wasn't like this little commune
3: hmm. of all uh, guys. Fucking
1: hippies. Yeah. <laughs> one dude one 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 woman. <laughs>
2: Which, you know, Papa Smurf claimed. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop. Well, Stop. Sh- Stop.
0: Well, they eventually tried to make more Smurfs, and it, because, you know, Smurfs are three apples high, but the thing was that they used, like, smaller proportions, and so that's why they got the little Smurfs. Yeah. That, that was, like,
1: girl. last season. That is, like, last
2: season yeah, of or... bullshit. Yeah.
3: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Again, crap.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Andy offended by the Smurfs.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it should be. It should be. <laughs> Smurfs. Smurfs are crap. Snorks.
3: Snorks. Oh, there you go. All right, like, <laughs> now, Joe. Now, now, this can be either done as rebooted as a full-length feature film or split into a series, but The Last Starfighter.
2: It started with a game.
3: You're going to bust a record.
2: <laughs> but it wasn't just any game.
1: You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the
3: Kodan Armada. And then one night. Centauri's the name. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Step into my office. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Light years ahead of the competition. Hey.
4: Ooh. Yeah.
1: That, yeah, that's, that's due.
3: But just because if you see, as a series, you could retell the the initial story of the movie of how Alex becomes the last starfighter. But then from there you can see how he rebuilds, or he's part of the rebuilding of this society of and rebuild the Star Force. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and like you can see, and see like the growth that he has to go through. It's now no, you know, yeah, he's the hero that saved the Star Force, but now he's got to rebuild it. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, everybody's looking to him. You know, With his great still,
1: video game skills, right? He's just—he's
3: just, just still an 18-year-old boy. He's like, "What the fuck am I doing?"
2: Hey, I can build pyramids really well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then and then you can like have like the zany antics of the of the uh, Betazet the Betazoid back on Earth, yeah. trying to fill in for him. Oh God! <laughs> all right. So here's my thoughts on that. First of all, it would have
1: to be if it's done modern day. Mm-hmm. He's definitely doing it on a home console.
3: Oh God! Yeah. Let's be honest. No, Cabinet, no, Cabinet no. Gaming is dead. No, no, not a console. MMO. It'd yeah. have to be like a like yeah. a, like Star Wars Galaxy MMO or, you know, like a space-based e- MMO. E- right. He finds
2: a hidden P- Easter egg. Yeah.
1: But yeah. here's the thing, though. He's playing it, though. He's got the headset on. And, you know, obviously he's going to deal with all the all the guys calling him gay. And, all the trolls. And, you know, <laughs> right, the talking trolls. about all the trolls that are going to bang his mom. And then when he finally gets into the Starfighter and he's doing that, he's still hearing that shit. <laughs> From everybody else. From all, from all the other pilots, you know, from... You know,
0: I... I heard serious. that your
1: two-legged pink mother is a whore.
2: <laughs>
0: Stop sniping
2: me, you bastard. You're
0: probably gonna see this soon, actually. Because Ready Player One did so well. Ernest Cline's second book is Armada. Oh, oh God. Which is basically the last Starfighter. Kind of star
1: God damn it. Can't we just kill this? Nope. Oh, oh God. Yeah, thanks for bringing us down. Oh. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Well, you
0: kept describing it, and I was like, yep, this yep, is Armada, this there is Armada, bash, bash, facepalm. I haven't, even, I haven't and even read Armada
1: disc. either. Neither have I.
0: <clears throat> I listened to the audiobook.
1: Ernest Cline is not a good author. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but Will Wheaton's
1: a good reader, so it's really weird. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But then again, I, and this is the same guy who, for 20 years, was like, my favorite author is Brett Easton Ellis. I have no leg to stand on. <laughs> I, know, I speak with no authority. You do not. <laughs> so, all right. Um, all right, I, I guess that's me. Yeah. All right, so the next one, based on a video game, but wouldn't mind seeing this as like, some kind of really cool, even anime-styled... Um, uh, animated series for Netflix almost specifically for Netflix in,
2: in in the in the vein of castlevania
1: exactly is uh the the PS1 game parasite, parasite. eve
5: cellular dna aliens within ourselves waiting to strike parasite oh.
0: The
1: worst foe lies within Parasite Eve.
3: Oh my god, that is such a mind fuck too.
1: I love this game. This is just one of those games. I just remember being like, when... Because I, I used to date a girl who had Parasite Eve. I played it with her. And then when I got my own PlayStation, I was like, uh, there it is. It's used. I'm going to buy it right now. Yeah. And I, I played it. It's, it's one of the few turn-based role-playing games I actually enjoyed playing. And the thing is, is that it's just, it is, the, the game itself is very, very episodic in terms of you having to stop Eve and the uh, mitochondrial, like, possession that's happening. And you could just take that, make, start one season, yep. split it up over, like, 13, 15-minute episodes, um, and, would be and just do that. It'd it would be so much better than Resident Evil.
4: Would yeah. It especially would be so it, much better
1: Especially if it's animated Because this is the kind of thing That if it were live action You run the risk of those Sci-fi channel Budgeted graphics Like anytime mm. anything Spews out of somebody It looks like CG Yes Along,
3: along those lines Silent Hill as a TV show On Netflix
2: Yeah you, you think Parasite Eve would be a mind fuck Yeah Ooh. Silent Hill Would just
3: destroy you Yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah my, my, my husband I mentioned Parasite Eve He loves the, video, the original video game Yeah It was great
1: and never got the sequel. Never came out here. No,
0: no. he played. The, he played the sequel. Oh,
1: I'm sure he did. I'm it sure was, you could buy the sequel if you. You want to look I, for it.
0: I, I think it was. He had access to it. It wouldn't have been too difficult. But he said it was an over-the-shoulder first-person shooter, not a first proper oh, yeah. first-person shooter. So yeah. It was like Resident Evil style, and it was terrible.
1: I would love, honestly, it because I, I, uh, one of the guys I work with got a modded. Um, PS One Classic, mm-hmm. and he has the the thumb drive with the with the mod on it. So you plug that in, and you can play all the all these games. And I'm really like, oh, that's what I would do it for. Yeah, mm. I would totally do it for that because I just I love my PlayStation. And yeah. I love the games they had
3: on there. PlayStation, the original PlayStation has some unbelievable Right, games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the PS1
1: Classics games are garbage.
3: Yeah, they're terrible. It's like
1: the clearance bin of video games. So yeah. that the modded out version would be awesome.
2: Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, yeah. Next, I'm going to go with Gargoyles. Oh, my God.
3: Yes. 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword rule. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand
4: years.
1: Everybody lo- And again, this is one of those ones I just I was a little too old to get into.
2: There, you it you was, can't be too old for to get into uh, this.
0: Yeah, I think it was so something we were all watching at least the first season when I was that was like my freshman year of college. Yeah, I was of my, out of yeah, college when it,
1: I was out of college when it was announced. Like I remember the the ad for it in front of the VHS for the Nightmare Before Christmas.
2: Seriously, go back and check out some of the, some of the yeah, shows um, of it because it. It is remarkably serious. It's it's a
3: very deep show for a Disney yes. show. It was very yeah, was bright. Right. It, it, very it, mature. It,
2: it is literally Shakespearean.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean they, they fight uh, Macbeth.
0: Yeah. Pl- plus, there's the, the the appeal of the fact that it's Michael Dorn, Marina Sirtis, John Fricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was mostly the, what I got. <laughs> yeah,
3: but I mean, you have some really deep storylines. I mean, you have the forbidden love between um, um, Goliath, Goliath and, um, and uh, what's her name? Oh. She was the detective. Yeah,
0: right,
2: right, right. The human,
3: the human, the human.
2: But yeah, no, it's uh, the storylines were deep. This animation was stylized
3: in the plot. Lines and you know were what? Sure. Well, the, even though it was Disney Studios, the animation was styled after Batman: The Animated Series. Yes. So it had a lot of the, or no, because Gargoyles came out before. Yeah, that the, the animated series, but it had that similar style. Mm-hmm. The kind of gothic, you know, yeah. gothic, yeah, simplified gothic style.
2: And I um right. And apparently, Jordan Peele would love to do a live action
3: go. Oh, he, I, I, oh he, could, movie. he oh he could do it. He could do yeah. it oh,
2: And and I mean, given the fact that he's done uh, Get Out, Now Us, and both have been massive hits, I'm pretty sure he can write his own ticket at this point. Yeah. So If he wants to bad enough, I don't even think Disney would tell him no.
1: Yeah. Just to get him under their umbrella, like yeah. Yeah, he's everybody doing really else. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, would you keep it, you keep it live, would you keep it animated, or do you think you would... Yeah, I think you it? could do both. I, yeah. You could do either or.
2: I mean, doing, having this, this CG, I mean, I mean, half the time they would just be statues, so that'd be fine. Yeah. And then when they become, when they come to life, it'd be at night, so you can use the
3: dark to kind of
2: hide yeah. some they're, of the they, dodgy they're, CG. They're,
0: there's a new Hellboy coming out, and yeah. that's got that's, little...
3: Well, that's all practical, he's all practical. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's but all that's, David Harbour and makeup. You, okay, yeah. you... Well, it's like basically
0: could, the wings could be partially practical. Yeah, right. Because you're not
3: relying on a lot. Of, it's not a, it's not a sci-fi based um, show where you have to rely on a lot of CGI and a lot of technical mm-hmm. stuff yeah. to give the sci-fi feel to it. It's just a very gothic, very old school kind of almost horror. Yeah,
0: yeah. And a lot of the time, you could do the, you could do it mostly practical. Because m- most of the time, their wings were just wrapped around themselves right. as clothes. Yeah, right. Like, so, you know, except for, like, the flying sequences, you don't need much.
2: I would only request one thing. Bring back Keith David as the voice of Goliath. <laughs> yeah. If they go that route, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no even, even live action. If you have, like, a, a CG character, just have his voice be Keith David. Yeah. Okay. Catherine, you're up.
0: All right. Uh, we're going to get a little weird now. I've decided going to throw out Thundar because it's just not that interesting to talk about. I'm going <laughs> to go into the non-binary animal world of the Wuzzles. We're in
4: the land of Wuzzles, they're having twice the fun cause every single thing is really two in one. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and when you add.
1: Oh, um, I actually
0: <laughs> the Wuzzles is
1: actually a very charming show. I remember you yeah, are big being, and
3: deep, Catherine.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it's actually if you Google on eighties cart Saturday morning cartoons, Wuzzles comes up time and time again.
1: Yeah, I, that's like my sister in law's favorite, like childhood memory are the Wuzzles.
0: I didn't have any of the toys. If yeah. I Did I probably would have more association with them? But yeah, the the Wuzzles you've got your. Your bumble line, your butterbear, your elru, your moosle, hopopotamus I mean come on, half rabbit, half hippo. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: It's all it, the cute. Yeah. And also the most deadly mammal known to man. Yeah. Oh.
3: This was one of the first ideas, one of the first shows Michael Eisner uh, released as part of his new Disney uh, television animation studio.
0: Stan Freeberg was the narrator. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of amazing.
3: Yeah. I how would you do
1: this then?
0: Oh, it would have to be animated. Oh yeah. <laughs> because it's, anything else
1: is just an abomination and and you know just yeah, a,
0: it's it's just
1: a thumb in the eye of god and man. You
0: know, Herculoids <laughs> I could see having, you know, broad family appeal, but The Wuzzles is just a happy little kid show with all the the non-binary animals getting along just fine.
3: <laughs> you could you know what? You could pull it off with that cartoon network style <laughs> animation.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, like um which, which, which cartoon network gangster. are you thinking about? Like,
3: Um uh, like modern, current, uh, like Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go, up,
1: or maybe, um... um may, maybe, Amazing World of Gumball. Yes, what I was um, thinking of. More like, more like that. You could even that do kinda it of with, high, that, that, The Amazing
3: World of Gumball uses that kind of hybrid live action. Well, the live
1: action, way. yeah, the live action backgrounds yeah. with the, that, I could see that. I, especially with something like The Wuzzles, I could absolutely see that. I do want to point out something, Joe. That somebody on I think your Twitter feed talked about Teen Titans Go and how it needs to go, and that my they just rebooted to be right
3: my Sorry, Kayla.
1: Teen Titans.
3: My sister, who's a millennial, she's twenty-four, loved the original Teen Titans. The original Teen Titans animated well, series. Well, the original
2: series. Teen Titans was fantastic. It was. It was
3: a fantastic show. She hates Teen Titans Go. I've kind of grown To like it Because my kids love it So and do mine And it And After a while It grows on you And you can see A lot of the genius Behind it Okay She does not mm. She <laughs> Hates it She wants the Original teen um, uh, Apparently she, she must, I don't think she saw The Teen Titans Go movie Because she must have Because She did not see The end credits scene Where they were like We're coming back people. Right
1: no, and Teen Titans Go to the Movies is amazingly funny.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was just funny because when I saw that, though, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's reboot it to back in the old Marv Wolfman Teen Titans when they were just all fucking each other. <laughs> you mean there the, you go. You mean There's with, your reboot. You mean with, you mean with
3: Disco Nightwing?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Disco Nightwing with his... Oh, man, that was a big collar. <laughs> <laughs> with the open chest? Yep. <laughs> Oh, what about,
2: suck. um, what was it, Gideon? Yes, The
1: Gideon. white boy Afro yeah. over there? <laughs> the curly blonde <laughs> No, that was Jericho. Oh, that yes. was right, Jericho. Jericho had, like, the big, like, blonde fro and the huge fucking mutton chops, yeah. right? <laughs> and he was mute. Ralph, the greatest
0: American hero, had the big blonde fro. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly, but he didn't have those big mutton chops going along with it,
3: though. <laughs> well, no, but he was
0: a human.
3: <laughs> yeah, the blonde Jufro. Yep. Um. All right.
1: Sorry, you. Would, I, I, I cut you off. So yes, the Wuzzles. The Wuzzles, uh, actually with the Gumball animation would be fantastic. I think it would. I think it would. Yeah. Yeah, Especially it would. if they get the writers of Gumball on that, because the oh, writing gumball of Gumball, gumball is amazing.
2: amazing.
3: It is so cool. funny. My my children love Gumball. I love Gumball. <laughs> we all love Gumball. All right. All Joe, right. you're up. My next one is, and this, is a, this was a 70s sta- or late 70s staple. It was a staple of my childhood. Saturday nights usually came after Battlestar Galactica. And given what a good job they did with the Battlestar Galactica reboot, mm. Buck Rogers. In the year 1987, NASA launched the last of America's deep space probes. Aboard this compact starship, A lone astronaut, Captain William Buck Rogers, was to experience cosmic forces beyond all comprehension. In a freak mishap, his life support systems were frozen by temperatures beyond imagination. Ranger 3 was blown out of its planned trajectory into an orbit 1,000
1: times more vast. An orbit which was to return Buck Rogers to Earth 500
2: years later. I've got the entire series on DVD. I oh, love okay. it. Yeah. I
0: had the biggest crush. I Gil was Gil Gerard.
2: Coming, Gil, Gil, Gil
0: Gerard. Oh my God! I was going to you know sneak what? onto the spaceship. I can't say anything. I kept doing math. I was like, okay, how old am I gonna be?
3: I, <laughs> I can't say anything. I had a big crush on Aaron Gray. Oh, well, we all yeah. did. Yeah,
0: she was gorgeous. Yeah, yes, she I'm was. Being, like, who can pull off a white spandex? catsuit like like Aaron Gray I don't exactly know, well, yeah.
1: halfway down suggestively for a, bur- for a burgeoning twelve year old boy a yep. lot
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, she was pretty badass too yeah yes,
1: was yeah that was one of those shows I remember like the first season was fantastic
3: the second season when, when they it, cut the budget well, and when they, they added Hawk when they yeah when they had oh. to start when they started going to space and doing the space exploration part I liked some
0: I liked those episodes
3: I was more I was more happy with the Earth Center stuff. But
0: yeah, Hawk, no, come on, Hawk was cool. His ship was, this, was awesome. His Hawk ship was awesome. Hawk was cool. Hawk's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, well,
3: no, when Hawk killed her.
0: Yeah, by accident. By
3: accident, when he, oh, when he put his, so... his talons through Buck's ship.
0: And, 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 and uh, come on, the robot that had judgment all over Tweaky. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: and, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, I had, I loved the, the, the space, the Starfighters that they used. Yeah. I actually had the two yeah. I think no.
0: I must have had something from that show.
3: But I think that that is a show that is due for a reboot, especially when you consider the, the the character's history. I mean, you're talking about a character that went back into the '40s as a serial. This was the inspiration for George Lucas to come up yeah. with Star Wars. Right? Yeah.
0: You yeah, know. So yeah. So like we all, an, up, we all grew up with the '80s, the, the the '70s, '80s version. But yeah, the
3: uh yeah. So I mean, this is a character that's due for a modern reboot, <laughs> a modern take. Princess Ardala.
0: Oh, yeah. yes, oh, yes. <laughs> Tiger, Man. Oh, Tiger Man Tiger Man Tiger Man Tiger Man and then Tiger Man was like out, out sick one week and they had Panther Man <laughs> and
3: what was that robot there was a robot there that was also in Star Wars but that always gave Twee a hard time it was the one with the, the tall one yeah that, that's,
0: that's the, that was the one on the spaceship series oh, yeah. right and, you know, he,
3: he and Tweety always going at each yeah. other
0: oh, I, just, I just remember him like because he was much taller and he would like bring up his arms and look down yep and <laughs> <laughs> Tweaky
1: yeah voiced by Mel Blanc Yeah, <laughs>
4: yep. that's right that and
1: makes... William Daniels did the voice of um oh god I won't say Dr. Zayas and I know that's completely uh, it,
2: wrong it was, uh, oh yeah Dr. the chest guy oh the
0: chest guy yeah
1: yeah I can't be bothered to remember uh, but
2: I mean the, you would, that
1: you, to, would you do this though in like as dark as Battlestar Galactica was or you do it that dark no no
0: well, no. the original—the thing was that the original Battlestar Galactica people don't remember. It was pretty dark, you know. Yeah. There was, there was, you know, like I have the original series on DVD as well as some of the new series. The first couple seasons were okay, and then they ended up being the Golgafrinchans, and I was over it. <laughs> uh, and then they, then they did Caprica, and they broke their own mythology, and I yep. was like, "You guys are so wrong." It was written by Mormons. What do you want, Oh, yeah.
2: Doctor Theopolis?
0: That's, That's right. right. Okay. And it was
1: not. Um, it wasn't William Daniels.
3: Nope, it no. was really? Eric
1: Server. Yeah,
0: I know.
1: You don't want some confusing with Kit. I apologize.
3: <laughs> but no, I mean, can you imagine modern? Re- yeah, would you do it as dark as? I, I mean,
0: but the thing, yeah, the thing was that it wasn't a, a dark.
3: Buck Rogers wasn't really a dark. Kinda, it was. It
0: was the Yeah, like the original Battlestar Galactica did have like your poor people living on these crummy ships hmm. and didn't have anything. And and right and it,
3: right, but Buck Rogers is always like the man out of water. But in an idealist, idealized society.
0: Yeah, but he brings he brings you know he
3: brings mon yeah he brings like the the he's jazzy dance. dance yeah
0: yeah, yeah. That too. <laughs> God, it's like sing strangers in the night. <laughs> um, they kind of did a little fish out of water with Barscape. Yeah. yeah. But Farscape eventually was made for, like, the six people that have been watching it the whole time. So
2: <laughs> nah. I've got the entire series on Blu-ray.
0: Oh, me too. Mm. And, and Peacekeeper Wars.
2: I don't have that one on Blu-ray yet.
0: Mm. Mm. I oh. win! All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but, but. Thank you. Buck Rogers, uh... I think you could do it and it would it would have probably you could make it with a little broader appeal than Farscape. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could. Which is I, Well, Buck I, Rogers is
3: also better more. Well, a more, more well-known name. Yeah. Right. Just right. because of the history behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it does have right. it does Fars- have the history. Farscape was a very niche product on sci-fi.
0: Yeah, it was it was made on sci-fi not sitfi and it was yeah. it was <laughs> the Henson basically the Henson company wanted to prove what you could do with puppets. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right.
1: Puppetry, so. Alright, so I got one more left. And I know this one's gotten a couple of reboots recent somewhat recently. But I think G.I. Joe needs to be rebooted as a cartoon where it's nothing but just punching fucking Nazis. Just (laughs) serpent Nazis.
2: There's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I.
4: Joe,
2: G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. Fighting for freedom over land
1: and air. G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe is there. I just want like the most woke. Army, with diverse dudes who are only there for punching one reason you just want
3: them punching chuds. Punching
1: chuds, like, you know, there's an episode where scar, you know, Scarlet's gonna make a movie and like some dudes get upset because that should be Duke in that movie, and then scar- and Scarlet just like looks at those chuds and punches them, and they're like <laughs>
3: ah! because they're oh. off from Cobra, always, oh, always oh, screaming lesbian power, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's then, Lady Jane. And,
0: and then, and then they spend the last couple, last minute and a half giving you a good moral lesson. Or exactly, and knowing,
3: and is half the <laughs> battle. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, beating the shit out of Cobras the other half. Exactly. Damn it. He,
1: everything is like to, uh, today's episode, and he's like literally got like a uh, like a co- uh, like Cobra like <laughs> just pawn like one hand, he's just punching him, punching him. <laughs> Today we learned, <laughs> It's not good to steal people's bikes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> There's no troll. such
1: thing as good people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
0: The and they're just
1: all still like,
0: ah, It hurts! <laughs> 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 yeah, the only one I remember was soaking a towel in water <laughs> to breathe when it smoked. Then a yep. home and get out. That's the only one I remember. Sadly,
1: those 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 parody shorts just like ruined all of them for me, so now oh, it's those like, those who wants like a chicken. massage.
2: <laughs> They're so good though.
1: <laughs> Body massage.
3: <laughs> I'm a computer. Still on the yeah. download. Yeah. yeah, I want. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that that's all I want. I just I just want it to be like Because, you know the other thing too Woke GI Joe would piss off so many dude bros. Oh, it would. Mm-hmm. Ri- it, it would, would be just be like down. the murka dudes would be so pissed off if GI Joe was just going out there fucking punching fascist Nazis and shuds. It would be awesome. Yes, it would. That's okay. That's that's mine. Mike, <laughs> nice. conclude.
2: All right. Uh, first, uh, the uh, human that helped the gargoyles, Eliza Mazza. Huh? Eliza Maza. Oh, okay. Voiced by Sally Richardson, actually.
0: Wow. Look okay. Her, look her up. All right.
2: Uh, my uh, my finally my final choice is a show that I absolutely adored. It ran for 21, 21 or twenty seven episodes before it was canceled. Pirates of Dark Water.
1: The alien world of Murr is being devoured by Dark Water. Only Ren, a young prince, can stop it by finding the lost thirteen
4: treasures of rule. At his side is an unlikely but loyal
1: crew of misfits. At his back, the evil pirate lord, Blahn, who will stop at nothing to get the treasures for himself.
4: Sorry. I, I remember right. yeah. your, your husband brought, him up, brought it up. I'm
2: v- sure. Vaguely? remember it? it, v- it very basi- It was basically set in this, uh, this fictional planet called. Uh, I think it was called Rule. Okay. R U U L. And it's an aquatic. It's almost a, an ocean planet. You know, with just a few bits of land everywhere. But it's being overwhelmed by this force called dark water, which is essentially just black water, but it's like a. kind of a cross between water and the blob. Okay. It just consumes things. It just eats and destroys. And the only thing I can stop it are these 13 magical treasures. And the, um, Prince, uh, uh, Prince...
1: Ali, mighty as he. (laughs) The main main
2: character, I I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but actually it might have been Prince Rule. Um, That might be his name and might be a different planet. But... He's trying to find him to stop the Darkwater. Okay. And he's got a couple of friends to help him out. But he's being chased by this pirate, uh, Lord Bloth, who wants the treasures for himself. Okay. And it... I mean, you know, it's, it, still was, it was still car- kid's cartoon, but it, it got pretty serious at times. And Bloth was friggin' terrifying. <laughs> um, but the series, like I said, it only ran for about like 21, 27 episodes... They only found about half the treasures, so it ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, of course, they never got a conclusion, and I want this series to have a full start to finish, do the you know do the full thing, you know, do using modern storytelling, good animation. This thing could be awesome. It could be a, a groundbreaking effect um, show. I just want it. I really want it back. All
3: right,
1: cool.
2: All right, well, how would you redo it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Same. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, you've, you've got the plot right there. You just do the, the storyline, but, um, finish it this time.
1: Ah, okay. Um, all right, Catherine.
0: All right, my last one. Uh, it's not exactly childhood, but we have talked about some things from the early 90s, so I'm going to go ahead and name Babylon 5. Okay. Okay.
4: It was the dawn of the
3: third age of mankind. Ten years after the Earth-Minbari War, the Babylon Project was a dream given form. Its goal, to
4: prevent another war by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home, for diplomats,
3: hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wanderers. Humans and aliens wrapped in 2,500,000 tons of spinning metal.
4: All alone in the night.
0: It's uh yeah. You know, we're we're watching it on Amazon Prime right now and it does
3: How has it aged?
0: Um the acting is um spans the 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 gamut from really good to Guy thought he was on a Saturday morning kid show (laughs) kind of lousy. Guess who didn't mute (laughs) his phone again? Kind of. Leave me
3: alone.
0: (laughs) Spans the gamut. You could just cut there. Spans the gamut. (laughs) From, uh, you know, really excellent stuff. You know, some of the actors from Star Trek Next Generation show up Mm -hmm. and do a really good job. And then you have people that like, must have been, like, a friend of J. Michael Strazinski, <laughs> and <laughs> just had the acting chops of Saturday morning kids' live action show, you know, the ones that were on before 7 o'clock. <laughs> of oh. quality. Gotcha. So, like, like, one of the episodes, I was like, this is a really good storyline, and they are really not acting well at all. <laughs> and it also, it's also really dated, like, a lot of the, the war, you know, um analogs are very Vietnam era yeah which even in 94 was a little bit old yeah so I think with the you know with our current situation and you know the wars that we've been dealing with for the last 20 years
1: or uh, so.
2: so I mean given the whole premise of Babylon 5 being you know this you know station neutral that space, a yeah. neutral yeah.
0: space having
2: like you know Terrorist groups, alien groups—a shining
0: beacon of light all alone in
2: the night. Yeah, I mean, having like terrorist alien groups trying to attack. Could, I mean, you could really do some nice analogs. Yeah, hmm.
0: I think I think you know just you know with the with the acting that people expect now of their shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, you know the quality, the level of acting and just a little tweak to the to the storyline and also see it out through the way it was originally written cuz it was supposed to be a 5 season arc they got canceled on their station so she, they crammed everything into season 4 and it ended really too quick and then they're like another station's like we'll take you on and they're like okay we got to write another season, season <laughs> and it was really, season 5 was terrible yeah. <laughs> season season 1 is useful to watch eventually to understand season 2 you go through and push through seasons 3 and 4 are amazing yeah so I think I think redoing Babylon 5 would be really cool. Cool.
1: Um, All right. That leaves Joe. My
3: last one. Last one. one. Um, I kind of have to pre- preface this a little bit. The in As an anime fan. No. No, no. shit, sure, right? Kind of the, the holy trinity Spoilers. of, a, of uh, anime uh, are like Star Blazers or Space Battleship Yamato. Yep. Mobile Suit Gundam. Mm-hmm. And Super Dimensional Fortress Macross.
4: Yep.
2: Or Robotech. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we don't speak of Robotech.
3: We don't speak of Harmony Gold and Carl Masick um, or
2: Seven Cross.
3: Anyways, anyways, two of those three have been rebooted to a certain extent. Uh, Star or Space Battleship Yamato was rebooted as Star Blazers twenty one ninety nine, and now it's in the second season as twenty two oh two. Um, Mobile
2: Suit Gundam has been rebooted, rebooted again. No, 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 no.
3: The original Mobile Suit Gundam that came out in 1979, it's been rebooted as, well, rebooted slash prequel with Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, yeah. which tells the story of Char leading up to the events of Mobile Suit Gundam and some of the events in, in it. The only one that hasn't been done rebooted is Super Dimensional Fortress Macross.
0: Because it was great and you don't need to reboot it. It is great. I'm
3: not... But, the but it's, actually, it's actually been rebooted as a ma- manga called Macross the First. And it retells the story of ma- the original Macross. And adds a whole lot of new twist to it. And I would love to see that animated. With, again, all new animated te- animation techniques... They did such a wonderful job of rebooting uh, Space Battleship Yamato, that I would love to see that done to uh, Macross. Mm-hmm. and again, modern storytelling techniques, because let's be honest. I mean, I've got the entire Macross series, the Macross series on DVD and Blu-ray, and it has not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> there were like... they you knew which which episodes were the sponsored ones and which ones weren't. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay? it was you a... knew
3: you could tell the difference between the Korean animation studio and the Japanese animation studio. Yeah. It was late seventies, right? 80, 80 um, Macross 80s? came out in eighty two.
2: Okay, so, but, I mean, that's that's the animation.
3: I, yeah, e- there, e- are some quali- there are some quality right, animation
2: names. E- it it was good, but compared to some of the stuff we've got nowadays. Correct. Right,
3: right. Yeah. You know? At the very least, I'd like to see the movie redone. Yeah. Do You Remember Love? I think that would be good for a reboot, too.
2: I wonder what love is.
3: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs>
0: I- okay original story of Mad Cross I think it holds up no the, the, the story holds
3: up but like I said it, the, the thing is the the new Star Blazers reboot because they, in the US they, they do call it Star Blazers 2199 does a very good job of taking the original story and adding a lot more depth to it it's the same basic story mm-hmm. but it has a lot more depth to it and you, you understand the characters motivations a lot more than just the surface. Oh, hey, we gotta go to you know to um, to the to the nebula on the outside of the Magellan Way, get get you know the life DNA and bring it back to Earth to save Earth. Hmm. There's a lot more to it. You understand a lot of the conflict between the 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 Gamelan Empire and why they invaded Earth and what Earth's reason was for counterattacking and stuff like that. So, cool, cool. Alright, anyone have
1: any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Uh no. No. No? Excellent. That was a good interesting discussion.
3: Yeah. That was very good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what 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 actually will be the first one to get rebooted.
3: Yeah. Well you know what, actually before before we sign off yeah.
1: of the modern reboots, what do you guys what is your guys' favorites? Uh oh, you know what it's tough for me because I don't watch any of them. And it's it, it's more time than desire. Mm-hmm. I just simply do not have the time to watch Shit. Mm. I really don't. I have my shows. That's it. That's right. all I'm watching.
2: Well, I mean, I just fi- I just finished watching uh, Voltron, mm-hmm. and that was fantastic. But, I mean, DuckTales is so damn good. Um, and I love that.
1: I really do. And that one I have tried to make some time for, yeah. and I really love DuckTales. Yeah. It's just kind of like what we talked last episode about uh, Mickey Mouse.
4: Mm. We want to talk about yeah. a
1: reboot, a successful reboot of Mickey Mouse, those Paul Rudish cartoons yeah, the, the are new, very successful. The new shorts
3: are very, very good. Very. Did very you funny. fall down a rabbit hole? Yeah. I did. I, I just sprayed there. Um, but the, I know, I, I, I started watching it on YouTube and I went down the rabbit hole and I'm like, I'll click to the next one. Click to the next one. Click to the next one. Click <laughs> to the next one. You know what? Just fucking playlist yeah. <laughs> Just playlist it. God damn yeah. it. But those are really, I mean,
1: those are so much fun to watch. So. And uh, yeah,
2: I mean, the second season of she is coming out April 26th. Yeah. And um. That one is, if, I mean, I never watched the original She-Ra, I was always a He-Me-On guy, yeah. but this one is really, really I'm
1: good. I'm interested in seeing what my wife would think about that, because she was a she fan when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. It,
2: it, it provides amazing, like, uh, the, the rivalry between she and Katra is easily the, the center, centerpiece of the show. Okay. It is so amazing. And they they provide an episode which gives like the backstory of how they grew up yeah and their relationship kind of uh, coming you know became beginning and then seeing where it ends up it's yeah really it it is a, it is really amazing
3: interesting okay cool um yeah I mean along, along those lines I have to agree I love the Voltron reboot yeah
2: I, I, when I first started I didn't think I'd like it but it 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 takes the characters in really, really fantastic ways.
3: I, it 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 aligns more with the original Japanese anime, yeah, than the Amer- the original American Voltron. Yeah, in that in the sense, that it's a I don't want to say it's darker, but it has a lot more adult, mature themes well, than you darker. expect the original Voltron than what you remember the original Voltron uh, having. Yeah, so. You know, and again, like the I love the modern re, uh, anime reboots of like like I said, the Yamato twenty one ninety nine. Yep. unbelievable. <laughs> if you were anybody listening, if you were a fan of the original Star Blazers back in the late seventies on Channel twenty five in the morning <laughs> for, for Massachusetts residents, I highly recommend going. It's 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 available. I think it's on Crunchyroll. Yamato twenty one ninety nine. You will not be disappointed. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. And I also think this is the first episode where we've talked this extensively about anime. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, next episode, we are going to be doing our annual Star Wars riff. Yay! Woo-hoo. Yep. Next up is uh, Return of the Jedi. It should be a <laughs> lot of fun. Which is that'll be our May the Fourth be with you episode. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I always look forward to those because it's just us sitting in a room watching the movie Star talking. Wars. Yeah, we watch Star Wars. It's yep. awesome. Yep. So, yeah. So you can check out for, uh, past episodes of Geek Salad at GeekSalad at geeksalad.podbean.com. Dot, dot check us out on the Podbean app. Check us out at Stitcher, Spotify, Google Music, and iTunes, um, as well as on YouTube where yeah. we also have exclusive video content every week. We've been doing our retro movie reviews. Last week we did one with, um, with uh, Jesse uh, McAnally from Musicals with Cheese, mm-hmm. and we covered Moana. This week we're doing uh, Zootopia, mm-hmm. which will be in the past when this episode finally airs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing all of those. Um, so yeah, definitely subscribe to that channel. Don't forget to click to be notified. You can also reach us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at Geeksalad Podcast and at Twitter. On Geek Sa- at Geek Salad Radio. Am I forgetting anything? I, I don't think you so. No. Excellent.
4: <laughs> All right.
1: So anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm
4: Catherine. Go
1: forth and be nervous. Talk to you later.
4: You wanna tell us how you did that? I didn't do anything! All I did was pick up the sword and then, whoosh, I'm in a tiara!